Lattice Innovations, Camtech's partner in India, sees the process of human-centered design as one that's similar to building a lattice structure. It takes a bunch of building blocks to make a complete structure because multiple facets go into both product design and development. In episode 10 of Camtech Chats, Saha Mehta and Sora underscore the differences between markets and resource-limited settings, highlight gender gap trends in India's medtech and startup ecosystem, and they both look back at how sharing a cab ride started their journey to building India's design factory. So I actually did both my undergrad and master's in biomedical engineering. Um, I did my undergrad in the University of Utah and then my master's at Cornell. Kind of focused my academic study on building medical devices for underdeveloped nations. And once I completed my studies, I moved back to India, uh, where I met Sora at my first job, which was as a uh, project manager for the medtech division at Glocal Healthcare. So yeah, I have a background. I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering a long time ago. Feels like now. Graduated in 2001 from IIT Kharagpur. Um, then I worked in the consumer health industry, uh, consumer products industry with ITC for four years. Uh, then went on to Harvard for my MBA. Finished up there in 2007, and then spent four years. My first job, in fact, my internship, and leading to my first job uh, for a total of five years of engagement was with a medtech startup called OmniGuide, uh, based, which was an MIT spin-off, and that really, you know, switched me. Uh, to becoming a healthcare person full-time and then I moved back from the US to India 2012 and then in 2011 and in 2012 I started working uh, with local healthcare that Sahil just uh, mentioned uh, so I was heading uh, their medtech division group IT as well as uh, HR and then Sahil and I together uh, was fortunate enough to meet someone like Sahil there and then we started Lattice together in uh, 2014, September. So it's been, you know, around five years since you have first started Lattice. What's the history of Lattice Innovations and how did you both meet at Glocal and, and decide to uh, establish this organization? Um, well, when I moved back from um, after finishing my master's, I was looking for a job in the medtech industry and um, this a uh, meeting between Sora and I actually happened as a result of uh, Camtech. So I'd met with the director of Camtech, who was uh, uh, Elizabeth Bailey at the time, and they were organizing a hackathon at Valor. Uh, she liked uh, my story and offered to fly me down to uh, VIT for, for a hackathon that they were hosting. And just so happened that I had to share a cab with, with Sora. Um, so that's how we originally met. He hired me into Glocal. And um, I'll, I'll let Sora tell you what uh, the start of Lattice Innovation looked like uh, about a year and a half after that first meeting. I'll, I, I'll jump in with another minute on that first meeting. You know, it's rarely you meet people. You, uh, we, 30 minutes into the cab ride, you realize, okay, I need to hire this guy somehow. So <laughs> that was how the first, uh, first meeting went, where uh, it was abundantly clear to me that here is somebody who... I think combines two very, sometimes not very commonly co-occurring uh, talents. One is an understanding and a passion for healthcare, but the other is an ability to build with the hands. So you don't often see those two properties in the same human being. So I, I, so I sort of, we had a brief but intense courtship and 
we've been together ever since. Moving uh, <laughs> <laughs> on from that, I think Lattice. Uh, so uh, you know, as you as you know, but just sharing for the benefit of the audience, three of us, uh, Chayan, Sahil, and I, all of us who work together at Glocal started Lattice together. We were uh, we were working on medical technologies uh, at Glocal, and um, Lattice was born of our desire to basically do this full time and to uh, apply our understanding of engineering and uh, problem solving in the real world to developing products and uh, to for you know i think we we conceptualize lattice as a idea factory not a product factory factory meaning a place where you are able to convert a concept into an into an early stage prototype or a solution uh, and we felt that this is one journey where there are not very many entities that are supporting be it uh, startups be it hospitals be it individual physician innovators or even large companies but that this space between concept generation and demonstration of, of that concept there is there is a there is a gap there and so that's what we you know wanted to do and that's what we've been doing for the last four and a half years i think it'd be fantastic to hear more about how you know you've met this intersection between consumer electronics and open source innovation and medical technologies and development. And I'm, it'd be great to hear more about where that intersection is and what drives your model. I'll take a quick stab at it. And I want to then have you know, Sahil kind of fill in from his perspective. So one, one thing I want to make one correction to my own phrasing, design factory would be a more appropriate tag for Lattice than an idea factory because uh, we work with a varied source of ideas, meaning that the idea generator generation process very often happens outside Lattice uh, in our clients' minds and in their offices and in their workspaces. So I think uh, I'm just correcting the label I used. Uh, design factory is a better label. And uh, in this, uh, in terms of co-creation, I think so. a very short way of putting this is that in a, in, in a span of a few weeks to a few months, we have to begin to understand our uh, customers, businesses, as well as they do themselves. And without an appreciation of their business environment, their particular challenges, the kind of resources they have at their disposal to do problem solving, without understanding those things, we cannot develop an effective design uh, to address whatever it is that they need. So I think that's kind of a high level uh, kind of response to what you just asked, Nick. But love for Sahil to uh, maybe illustrate or expand on that. Thanks, Aura. Yeah, I think just to um, <clears throat> just to, to carry forward what you were talking about, one of the pieces of feedback we've gotten from a lot of our clients is that typically when they have an idea, um, they don't have the kind of technical knowledge that we do about how to implement that idea. And this is where the co-creation comes in, where we help them during not just uh, not just as a service provider that comes and says, we're going to build exactly what you tell us, but actually sit down with them and work uh, on the need identification phase. But on a larger scale, um, if you just look at the name of the company, the reason we chose Lattice is because it's essentially taking a bunch of building blocks together and creating a complete structure. And that's part of what we sort of think about when we uh, when we work with any client that you know, we have multiple different facets that need to go into product design and development. And that's kind of what we try to bring together and offer to the clients. Well, earlier you mentioned that it's been 
several years since Lattice had uh, first started, and we know that the road from ideation towards commercialization and patient impact can take quite a long time, and it really forces innovators to overcome many hurdles in order to accelerate their innovations forward. What are some of the challenges and successes you've had at Lattice? You know, there's two types of products that we work on. One is when we're working on on hardware uh, and, 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 and true medical devices, where one of the basic challenges that we have uh, within India is just the lack of a, a, a regulatory framework for the kind of devices that need to be built out and sold. So I think that that's not just for Lattice, it's for anyone working on medtech design um, within India. Uh, if, if we did have a structure, a proper regulatory body in place, it would be much easier to take a product to market um, and I think people also don't have the experience and expertise of going through that process as startups. So that is something that we tend to try and offer our clients and giving them the advice uh, on how to do it. But as far as open source innovation goes, that's something we would always recommend to, to people doing something the first time. Um, the whole purpose of open source is quick innovation um, and something that has crowdsourced uh, ideas and crowdsourced knowledge. Uh, which will always benefit the quality of the end product. Uh, Sora? So, yeah, I, I'll uh, hit those two points you were saying about highs, high points and successes. Um, so I think uh, Sahil is too modest to talk about one of the successes. He was, he was very much instrumental in crafting. So very recently we are at a point of we've entered virtual reality as a space and using virtual reality for rehabilitation. And some of the work that he's been doing is now at the, uh, in the sort of late, late stages of uh, licensing uh, to another commercial entity for commercialization. And, and there, are, there have been ideas we've worked on that have not gone that far. So our, our learning from that is that, you know, if you have to build something, we need partners for the other parts of the journey. We cannot, uh, in good faith, claim that we can execute all aspects equally well. We, are, we, should, we intend to stay focused on developing expertise in design and engineering and find good people to work with when it comes to commercialization. In some cases, the client themselves wants to commercialize, but when the idea is internal to Lattice, we need to partner with somebody else who would like to commercialize an idea. So I think that's um, uh, you know, the first part. As far as open source is concerned, I, you know, I have a fundamentally, I think not a, I mean, I, I, I'm not terribly fond of intellectual property. This is not to say that I like stealing others' IP, but I think uh, too much of time and energy in, is spent into defending ideas versus developing them. And it's, it's you know, ideas are cheap, execution is expensive. So having an idea and doing it poorly and protecting it very well is worth nothing. But having an idea and executing the hell out of it and, and getting ahead in terms of... Uh, um, what the product offers or what the solution offers to the end users. To me, that is really valuable. And honestly, I think I, I, IP is pretty much relevant in today's day and age. If you make something that's very useful, somebody will circumvent your patent. If you make some, some, something that's useless, nobody cares. So um, I feel that open source is in its essence, it uh, advocates uh, you know, a knowledge-driven, progress-driven approach, which I think is very essential if you want to move rapidly in any field, be it healthcare innovation or other aspects of innovation and in other industries. 
Well, so I'd like to move the conversation a little bit towards um, a new topic that Camtech has just launched called She Solves, which aims to help close the gender gap in medtech and the startup ecosystem globally. What does the gender gap look like in the medtech and startup ecosystem in India, uh, largely, and then maybe specifically at Lattice, if you could talk about uh, some, some of the gaps you've seen um, between women and men working in this space? So I think one of the, the interesting takeaways we've had in the last few years, obviously working with uh, Camtech's Jagadathons, but also in, in being part of the medtech community in India, is unlike other technology spaces, um, in the healthcare space, there is actually a fairly uh, large percentage um, of women. There's not so much of a gender gap, and I think it's great um, that that we do have such skilled women entrepreneurs coming into this system, um, innovating some really interesting products. Um, that's not to say that we don't have enough of them. I think we we definitely need to to keep working on this. But I I am very impressed every time I go to a med tech event to see that there's not the traditional type of gender gap you'd see at other tech conferences in other industries. Yeah, that's um, similar to what we've seen in Uganda, actually, as well. Specifically had our youngest innovator there, who was a nine-year-old girl, and set up to pitch. And I think that Camtech has really fostered an environment that's open to women and men and people from different backgrounds to come and pitch challenges and then co-create solutions. And I just mentioned the Camtech Uganda and Medtech Hackathon and wanted to ask if either of you had spent time at the Camtech Uganda co-creation lab or uh, collaborated with innovators in Uganda. Um, so I had a, I had a bit of opportunity to uh, work with, uh, spend about a week uh, at the co-creation lab a couple of years ago. So got to work with uh, quite a few different groups and uh, it wasn't part of an event, but more an informal engagement and conversation. So yes, I, 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 I'm glad to have had the opportunity to do so. And uh, one of the things that struck me the most, and I also had the opportunity to visit some healthcare facilities, I'll put it very crudely and directly, you know, India and Uganda are not the same. Um, it sort of sounds like a obvious statement, but what I mean by that is one resource limited setting is not the same as another resource limited setting. And many of my assumptions about what would be the level of resource constraints within which Ugandan hospitals, Ugandan healthcare providers operate were completely shattered into very, very small pieces by the time I was done with my visit. Um, and it allowed me to appreciate a lot more why a lot of the innovators were talking about uh, fundamental technology requirements and bringing up time and again issues such as reliability and uh, local availability and spare parts and electricity issues. Until I visited the hospital, I did not really have an appreciation of how challenging the environment of use was for many of those medical technologies. Well, Shora, you had just said that one resource limited setting is not the same as another resource limited setting. And I really like um, that lens and, and an approach of thinking about um, co-creating affordable medical technologies. and. Sahil just recently participated in Camtech's Gun Violence Prevention Challenge Summit and Hackathon. And I think 
Camtech really approached that programming with an understanding that it's a resource limited space and there's a lot of barriers for innovators to solve solutions related to gun violence prevention. And I'm wondering if Sahil, you could share some notes or thoughts that you had from engaging um, with Camtech around this event. Yeah, absolutely. I think first off, it was a, it was a fantastic uh, hackathon to be a part of. And I want to thank Camtech for allowing me to come out there for that. I think there's two fundamental differences. One is that when you, when you attend a hackathon, there's two kinds of people that come there. There's the tech guys that are going there because it's a hackathon. And there's the people that are going there because they want to solve a problem. Um, in India, we have a much larger percentage of people attending hackathons because they're tech guys that want to attend a hackathon and build some cool hardware. Uh, what I've seen, not just at the gun violence hackathon, but uh, a prior hackathon of Camtech that I attended a few years ago, is that a lot, uh, much higher percentage of people attending the hacks in Boston are there to very specifically sit and solve the problem. So it's not always tech that comes out of it. It's 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 some sort of process solution. Um, and and if we look at the gun violence hackathon, I think there was uh, very little or almost no tech that was presented uh, at the end of the hackathon, as opposed to when you, when you attend a hackathon in India, it's just um, you know, a bunch of apps or, or some hardware that's, that's hooked on together. So I think that, that's, that's the difference, and that's, that's also a little bit of the mindset. We do have a lot more uh, people that are studying engineering that are more excited to come to hackathons in India, and I think the gap of being able to get a clinical audience to understand the benefit of their presence at a hackathon is still something that we need to work on over here. Well, you both have so much experience in the med tech and startup and ecosystem and in business. And I'm wondering if you could give a little bit of advice to innovators who are just starting off in the med tech and startup ecosystem in India. I'll focus on one point alone. Uh, the don't assume that India is one homogenous market and that is not good or bad. That is just the way India is. There are, you know, 20 different types of markets within India with different levels of different abilities in terms of a capability of using technology or resources to be able to purchase and use technologies. And it's okay if you solve problems for one twentieth of the country, that's still large enough. Um, this sometimes this search for the holy grail of universal utility can take up a lot of time and effort that would be better spent in solving problems for a smaller group of people with much greater focus. That would be my advice. Um, my advice on this question is when, when you typically see a lot of people entering this industry, their ideas come out of saying, hey, this technology exists, but it's way too expensive for India because India is a market without money. That's not true. There is, I think, with whether it be in the private or the public sector in healthcare and medtech in India, you do have uh, organizations that have money. It's just that the needs of, of, of the kind of uh, tech in India are very different from what you have outside of India. And I think a lot of focus needs to go into understanding your end users um, and, and understanding what's lacking in their infrastructure. Uh, 
So I don't think a lot of people get a chance to to go through this process uh, and to focus on it. But don't enter the industry just thinking making a cheaper product will will take you to the top. It's not that easy and simple to enter this market. Sahil and Shora, thank you so much again for taking the time to speak with us. I think this has been really great to hear your insights on how you first established Lattice and used your skills in academia and in the private and public sectors to help innovators move forward and gave some really fantastic insight about uh, the gender gap and about the medtech ecosystems across the US and India and Uganda. Uh, so thank you both so much for um, offering this insight to us. Thank you for having us.